1: Um, our topic is the Rhythm of Life. Welcome, Wendy. It's so good to have you here. Wendy, welcome. It's so good to oh, have thanks. you. Oh, thanks, thanks so much. It's, it's so good. lovely to connect with you again, and thank you for having me. We've known each other for a long time, haven't we? We sure have, yeah. I've been Wendy here for- is yeah. a musician, a composer, an author, a poet, an artist, and many other genres. And to tell you the truth, She fits in with all that Viktor Frankl says, the different ways that meaning can be found, the creative things we do, the uplifting things we experience, and the kind of attitude that we take towards unavoidable suffering. Wendy, tell me about when you realized that you were actually a very creative little person. Were you little at the time?
2: I don't think I excuse me I don't think I ever thought of myself as a very creative person but uh, my interest in music started when I was a little girl um my mother was a pianist fantastic pianist and um my father used to have a collection of um those those old records you know those very large I don't know what were they extended yes, play or the something big lps those, Yes, and all the ballet music and the Tchaikovsky. And and as a little girl, I used to actually listen to those. Um, And um, I remember traveling from, because we grew up in Germiston, uh, traveling from Germiston on that old airport road with my mom if we ever had to go to Johannesburg. And we would sing in the car. And I would sing the tune and my mother would harmonize. And that's sort of when I first became aware of the, the harmony in music. And, um, I also remember coming home from school and rushing to the radio to put on the, um, it was Betty Meshaka used to have the her program of children's music. And I, I listened to that every single day and I knew which songs were good and which were not and which voices I liked and which I didn't. I didn't like those operatic voices, you know, the la, those high, you know, yeah. I like the nice gentle voices.
1: And so that's where I sort of started my interest in music. So you actually had an ear for music from a very young age. You know that Victor Hugo says, mm-hmm. music expresses that which cannot be said and on which it is impossible to be silent. Mm-hmm. When you write your music, yeah. do you, do you feel it as you're writing it? Sometimes
2: it flows out just uh, like a river and it just comes and you know that it's right. And sometimes just a phrase comes and and then I've got to build on it and work on it. So it depends. It depends on the mood and my inspiration of the day or the night. And usually it's the night because I can wake up in the middle of the night and just have an idea and wow. Got to take my pen
1: and paper and, and write down the idea. We're going to get back to that in a moment.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 high FM.
1: I'm back with Wendy Fine. Let me just say that again. And we Wendy was talking about when she actually gets her ideas. Wendy is a musician, a writer, she's a poet, and um so she gets these ideas, and Shakespeare said, "When words fail, music speaks." And yet, Wendy, you use your words and your music together. How how do you come to this? What actually happens when these thoughts come into your head, or how do they come in? I um, somehow
2: get some kind of inspiration um it just comes to me i don't think anything that i see or hear um inspires me really it just somehow comes um just intuitively and um and it flows and it's just something that um i kind of harness and it's just been amazing to be able to put down the music and the words and um, and then get to record them, and you know that was quite an, an amazing experience for me.
1: So when do they normally come through during the day or at night or what? Yes, are really yes. So the
2: middle of the night. I can I can wake up in the middle of the night and get this sort of inspiration, and I always have a pen and paper um, next to my bed. And whatever time it is, I'll get up and <laughs> write down some words or some phrases, or uh, and then I've got my little. Um, my phone recorder and then i'll sing a little tune you know that's come into my head because you'll never ever remember it in the morning that's for sure because i, I know that if i don't write it down immediately or capture it on the on the recorder it's gone forever so uh, that's been very useful to me thank goodness for all that technology um
1: sure it has but it must uh, how does your husband handle that when you suddenly are humming a tune next to him it's very quiet. I go under the
2: blankets and just quietly sing the song, sing the little phrase that
1: I've got, and it's uh it's captured there. Oh uh, good. Wendy, just tell me your this poem that mm. um, you wrote, which is yes. just so incredibly beautiful. Um, you know, Ernest Hemingway said, Write hard and clear about what hurts. You're going to be reading that poem a a short while later. But tell me how it actually impacted you, this COVID time. What has it done? How have you got
2: Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. Um, At the beginning, when we were sort of, um, you know, in lockdown and not seeing family, um, I really missed my family and I really... Missed my three granddaughters. And when I started writing the poem, it was really to them about how much I missed them and that I couldn't hold them. And that's how it started. And then it developed into a whole sort of, um, I can't say dissertation, but uh, exploration of of how the the COVID was affecting my life and other people's lives. And every country in the world. And um, again, I've never written a poem in my life. I've written children's, you know, rhymes and songs, but I've never really written a poem. And it again just came to me. And um, I can't even I can't even say that it was planned. It just
1: happened. And then it went viral. I mean, it's actually on YouTube.
2: Well, you know, what happened was um, I saw that there was a, something on on YouTube, um, on Zoom. They were doing a Poetica evening, and they invited you to come and listen to people reading their poems. And I thought, okay, I'll join in and watch them read their poems. And I watched and, we, and they read these poems. First two poems, I did not understand one word. I didn't know what the guy was talking about. And then there were a few lovely poems. And then after about 40 minutes, uh, the convener said, well, is there anybody out there who'd like to read their poem? And I just sat there, of course. And um my husband, Brian, walked past and he, he heard them say, come on, is there anybody who wants to read their poem? And I was sitting there and he said, come on, read it, read it. <laughs> and gingerly put up my hand and uh, they said, um, yes, what's your name? Yeah, Wendy. Thank you. Uh, would you like to read your poem? And I read the poem. <laughs> and afterwards she said she was quite um, taken, you know, by surprise. And she said, oh, that was absolutely fabulous. And, Did you um, have
1: everyone crying at that stage?
2: There were. Was, there were she,
1: was she in yeah, tears yeah. like I was?
2: There were a few people that were uh, sort of emotionally moved, yes
1: mm. because it definitely tells a story yeah. and it is the story of I think what everyone's feeling at the moment that sense yeah. of of loss of anxiety of of what we have missed yes. uh, it's become very real to all of us now Wendy you you know, when I said that about Viktor Frankl and all the different, the, the, these ways of finding meaning, the creative way and everything, you once told me that you were a very shy young girl, oh, a little God. girl. I was
2: um, immensely shy. I was um, petrified to talk or to stand up in class or to even call an aunt, Auntie, I, I remember not being able to pick up the phone and say "Hello, Auntie Sarah." You know, I could not say her name on the on the telephone. I used to hide behind these big flower pots on our on our verandas uh, to to avoid being seen by any um, neighbours that were walking past. I was I was really very very shy, and um, amazing. Mm, and I and I sort of went through school just going, you know, very in the background, and uh, not really standing out at all.
1: We'll get back to that in a moment.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Wendy Fine. And I'm hoping you can all hear us clearly, because I'm picking up a lot of static um, as I'm waiting for, for the book um, to come back on air each time. So I'm hoping I'm not interrupting, but Wendy, you were saying how shy you were. And then also you, you actually chose your attitude. How, well, tell me about that. Yeah.
2: What happened was, um, as a teenager, I, I suffered a lot of pain in uh, back problems and pain. And um, when I was 15, I had to go into one of these awful, revolting, back braces it was rock hard around the body and then it had steel coming right up to the neck and it pulled me up like this and for that year of my my 15th year my 16th year I suppose um, uh, I had to walk around in this brace and um, I sort of thought to myself um, I I don't want to be the girl in the brace I I can't be this quiet, shy person um and somehow i i brought something out of myself and I came out of myself and somehow um
1: got more uh personality out of you, you that kind of uh, so you made a conscious choice to actually become somebody well i did make not a conscious a ber- not, not a person yeah. in a brace
2: yes exactly I, I, it was a conscious thought I, thought I and i remember the very day that i did that because there were some young guys and girls in a room and I thought, you know what, I'm sitting here, the girl in the brace, and I just sort of opened up. And from that day onwards, um, it was connection. There was a connection with,
1: with you know, there's a, a very well known, there was a very well known logotherapist, Jerry Long. And as a, as a young uh, man of young boy of about 17 he dove into a um a canal in america Mm. of water thinking it was Mm. very deep and he broke his neck and he was paralyzed from the neck down and Mm -hmm. he actually said um it's broken uh, it's broken my neck but it has not broken me Mm-hmm. And that's that is literally what you said. You know, you said, mm-hmm. i have far more than this brace. Mm-hmm. Wendy, I would really like you to read your poem, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, and start with the heading and then read it. I'd love everyone to hear it.
2: Okay. It's called, and remember, this is when I started off, I was really talking to my granddaughters. And it's called, What's the Point of Singing My Song? What's the point of singing my song if I can't sing face to face? What's the point of the love in my arms when I can't hold you in my embrace? What's the point of paint on my brush, but it dries before the canvas accepts it? And what's the point of keeping safe when some just don't respect it? We've become one fearful family. As one, we're indivisible yearning fighting to be free of twisted webs invisible armed with gel and gloves and masks hows and whys and question marks each on our private island while highways remain silent while the trees keep growing and the rivers keep flowing we are stuck unknowing where the hell are we going Alone as we huddle, marooned in our cocoon, in our shiny bubble, I fumble for a tune, but my heart and voice is breaking, aching, quaking, afraid to take a breath. Is it fresh? Or is it death? Need for pine boxes mounting, hear hammers and nails sounding, to the beat of hearts pounding, and every country counting, and then another number never waking from deep slumber, and another heart is breaking as another soul is taken. But wait, a baby's cry of hope and new beginning, and love takes over now as the world continues thinning. Hear hearts once heavy singing, brand new breezes bringing another world to live in, though never quite the same. There's beauty, it's different, magical, significant. As the light begins to rise and it slowly brings relief, we lift our tired eyes in unspeakable belief and the web loses its hold on the fragile and the bold. It's like a choir before us and each heart sings the hallelujah chorus as the foe takes wings. So know you'll hear my song again when we meet after this haze. And know that the love in my arms will surround you one of these days. I'll sing you my song as my arms enfold you. I'll show you my paintings just as I told you, no distance between us. We'll walk in the street, we'll touch, we'll hug whenever we meet. The song I write now has a start but no end. Let's imagine the chorus and voices that blend and the boat we were in, in that uncharted sea, is now an ark to sail us into peaceful harmony.
1: Thank you, Wendy. That is just so beautiful. I mean, it's brought tears to my eyes again. You know, the power in those words. You speak for us all. You really do. And if if anyone would like to actually see Wendy reading her poem, Go on to Google and um, Google her, and it will come up. Put there Wendy Fine and poem, and you'll see her actually reading on on YouTube. Did you know that, or didn't you know? Now you know. There is the say, turn the pain into power. And quite honestly, as you start off your poem with its pain and its, uh, if I can't. Sing face to face, what's the point of, of the love in my arms? So, you know, there's that pain, and then mm-hmm. you turn yeah. it into the peaceful harmony that we'll touch, we'll hug whenever we meet. Mm-hmm. And it's from pain to power. That is just so beautiful. It really is Wendy going back to to uh you and your songs because we haven't mentioned your songs, and after one of the uh, um ad breaks, we've actually got a song. we're going to be ending with your mm-hmm. very well known um golden globe one literally the <laughs> but um you you have brought out many albums and certainly. My children all remember them. And, you know, I think there is a resurgence again of children actually uh, needing your songs because they're very, you and Judy have also brought out quite a few together and very much involved with the environment, with connection. And lately you brought out one on bullying, you and Judy. And I have interviewed Judy with that. That's the... Um, got to say no,
2: yes, no. Right, yes
1: but long before this was fashionable to actually talk about the environment you were speaking about the environment why were you why was that so important then I mean that was the 1980s um, are you talking about the environment songs about the world yeah. and, get the yes. the, and the the green season? and uh the green means go oh, and okay, we, we, okay. I suppose we've got one coming up green lovely green um i
2: suppose um you know i I saw these themes and uh, there were many of these themes about the environment that uh Came to mind and they kind of flowed from one to the other and, and that became um, a collection for that album. So um, it seems that I did sort of think in themes when it came to recording. So I did that one and then it was the one that we did with Judy with the movement um, and actually two with movement. Um, then we did I did um, the, the Hebrew. Um, um, the holiday for, for the holidays Chag Sameach So there were quite a few that sort of had their things. Um and um so
1: and your grandchildren are they involved with you in in your singing or do they sing along with you like you did with um, your mom? They are not very keen to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish
2: I could. Um but uh, they're not too keen to sing along with me. They did listen to my music. I think now they are listening to um, a little bit more um, upbeat stuff. (laughs) But I do pass everything by them. So when I write something, I do go to them and say, what do you think of this? And I get some very honest opinions
1: from them. Okay, so you know that that's where your honesty comes from.
2: Absolutely, yes. Absolutely.
1: And do you play the piano? Do you play a musical instrument? Um, I I say I play the piano.
2: (laughs) I used to play the piano, um, and I play it well enough now to be able to know exactly what chords I'm using so that I can tell the actual arranger, look, I want this chord B-flat here and diminished or whatever it is over there. And uh, But I, I, I will never say that I can play the piano for
1: anyone. But isn't that I amazing? That, because your mom was a, a well-known pianist. A well-known pianist. She she could have been a music teacher. She wrote music
2: for plays and um, programs and presentations. And she wrote a lot of very, very beautiful music, which mm. I still have,
1: actually. Is that, uh, isn't that mm. funny? So you never actually took after her uh, in playing the piano? Not in a serious way, no. But in a different way, you did. Yes, yes. Now the other thing I want to ask you, uh, mm. you know, going back to the attitudinal choices that Victor Frankl mm. talks about, that every day it's, there's a demand quality of of our lives, and every day something is demanded of us. Moment by moment, actually, something is demanded of us. Who do who do we want to be? Who do we want to become? Now I know. I have known you for a long time and when I was in Australia quite a long quite a few years ago when Judy's son Gary was getting married you were at the time you introduced me to a special machine for back pain but you were in a lot of pain at the time yes you live with pain all your life Wendy I live
2: with pain
1: daily daily Mm -hmm. absolutely every day I wake up with pain so what makes you get up? What makes you have the courage to face the day?
2: I think that all my pursuits, the music, my art, my um, – uh, I play bridge. Um, I have uh, – I do um, collage work. Um, and I've got a lot to do. And I, I do find that when I get involved um, either in the singing – well, singing, of course, does um, – Kind of relax your muscles in a way, and you, 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 I think it, it's very therapeutic. And, and all the painting and the, the, the work that I do dabble in um, on canvases and that, I find it very therapeutic. And, um, it does make me forget about my pains
1: while I'm doing it. And do you have, well, I'm sure you have a lot of support from your husband, Brian, and other family members in this? Yeah. Yes, But yes. I do remember at the time when I was in Australia, you had almost like a roster of friends who were coming to work with this machine on your back. Do you remember that?
2: Um, I, I, I did. It's a long time ago. You know, that I since then have had uh, a very, very big uh, surgical procedure. And since that procedure, I am very much more stable and I can get around. Had I not had that, I would actually be in a wheelchair today. Is I'm very answer? grateful for that. And that's what keeps me going, that I can actually stand, I can cook, and I can stand at a lift, at an elevator, and uh, which I couldn't do before. I was always looking for the next chair, the next seat. Um, okay. um, I, once or twice, a friend had to take me shopping in a wheelchair because – it was so, I had so much pain. So I, I'm, you know, I'm mobile and I can do things. So I'm very grateful for that.
1: So do you think out of your pain and out of that experience has come a lot of your work? Not necessarily your artwork, but your words and your, the, the words of your song? Um, I,
2: I wouldn't say directly. Um, I don't think directly because I think, that that the music was always inside of me, and I don't think that the that the pain has actually been any sort of um tool or any sort of uh, measure to to influence my my writing.
1: What about friendships um with you when Victor Frankel talks about the experiential values of life, which are mm-hmm. normally the things that are free like. Um, the nature music um, um, the music of the world of the universe, that sort of music, um, friendships mm. uh, relationships mm. uh, religion, what mm. of those are give meaning to your life?
2: Well, friendship is so important to me um, it was through the friendship of the girls at school that We we did a lot of singing together and a lot of uh, concerts together, and I'm still in in contact with quite a few of of my old friends. And I think that is, you know, friends are just the most important thing. Um, Just to connect with people is one of the most important things to me, just reaching out to people and even people who are not known to me and who are not, You know, who are strangers, I just find it so important to connect with people, um, on any, on any level. I mean, I remember actually traveling on a a ferry one day on on Sydney Harbour and there was an American lady. It was packed. It was, I think it was New Year's Day or something. There was an American lady sitting next to me and I decided I would talk to her and we started chatting. It turned out that she, Lived next door to my cousin in California. I mean, you you know, talk to people and you get, you get the most amazing things happen and it's happened so many times, you know, so I, I find that connection and reaching out is, is very important to me.
1: And I think that's something that is actually in many ways, I don't know about Australia, but Mm -hmm. it's certainly something about South Africa and South Africans. Um, oh, yeah. I remember my sons being on the train in London on the underground and they could not believe that nobody greeted each other and that everyone just sat either opening their newspapers, or it was before the time of, of cell phones. Now I suppose everyone's on their cell phones. But they could not believe it. So my younger son, Mark, decided to, on an experiment and started talking literally nonsense to his brother. And, um, and they started to laugh like anything. But uh, nobody else did. Nobody joined in. I think yes. it is yes. uniquely South African that we do. It is. You don't it is. ever pass somebody. I'm going to it have is. to get back to that in a moment.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with um, Wendy Fine. We've had a few um, pitches today with the, with our program, but at least we have connected with each other. Apparently that was played, Wendy, that song. I hope it was, because um we didn't hear it. But it was the song Green Green, you and Judy singing it. And as I said, you know, I find it quite amazing that the two of you are so into conservation, environmental healing, and uh, it's it's quite amazing. Um Victor Frank, uh, Victor Hugo, I think I, I said it. He said, music expresses that which cannot be said and on which it is, is impossible to be silent. That was Victor Hugo, and I think that is very true. What do you think about that quote? Well, it does, because um, it, it, it,
2: you know, it's an, almost an unconscious acceptance of, that, of the words in music when when you hear it you, you know so it it reaches deep into people's souls and very um, it's deep very very healing and very meaningful
1: and uh, uh you know what i read somewhere that if you want to connect with somebody listen to the music they listen to now which is quite funny because my husband leon and i have very different taste in music to a certain degree he loves um, classical music he finds it moves his soul for me it pushes me into a deep depression so <laughs> so if we are uh, if we're on our way to Durban or whatever and listening in um it's uh, i find that it's very hard if he decides to put on his music yeah, yeah. <laughs> that well, I don't luckily, throw, that I don't throw myself out of the car you know
2: <laughs> luckily both Brian and I love the same music we can listen to classical music and the 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 real you know uh, pop songs of today and the only thing we're not that mad
1: about is real jazz but otherwise everything else goes Well, we we do have similar tastes in other music, fortunately. The other thing about music, it definitely connects you through the, you know, through the years. We're going to wrap up in a moment. Thank you, Craig. It takes you on a journey to other people that you've known and other places that you've visited. And it's it's very healing, you know. You said that when you sing, you yes. you feel it entering your body. But I find that listening into music actually does that as well. It does, Wendy, yeah. thank you so much for being on my program. I'm sorry it has been a bit confused. What would you like to end by saying?
2: Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on your program. And it was lovely to be with you. And um, I hope I answered some of your questions. Um, and uh, perhaps we'll do that, uh, not the Jerusalem one, but we'll do a little uh, thing a je- that you said we should a do, je- a little uh, uh,
1: a okay, challenge. good. Sure I'm yeah. so looking forward to that. And ho- hopefully Judy will tell us what the selenas is. We're going to be ending with your song, My Dog Joe, and, uh, which got multi-gold status, and next Mm -hmm. time we're together, it'll be, it will go much smoother, but I'd like to just end with this quote, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. That's from Plato. And thank you so much, Craig. We can finish with that song. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. God bless. I'll be in contact with you shortly.